0: Good afternoon, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Wilkins, and today's edition, it's a fun topic. It is just like the Super Bowl, but with four tires and four wheels, and you go fast and you turn left. It is the Daytona 500. It is a national holiday in racing. It is the Americana uh of all things. It is what makes America great is the Daytona 500. Chris, I appreciate you joining me again, because I'll be remiss. This is the beginning of an amazing season of NASCAR with so many awesome, and I mean boring-ass storylines, because there isn't other thing than just going, hey, we just crowned Ryan Blaney the champion less than eight weeks ago. What else do you want to do? I don't know. How about we go to Florida and drive fast and turn left to see what the hell happens? So Chris, appreciate you joining me, buddy, because, uh, you know, it's a lot better than talking about the clash. So let's uh, let's get to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I, I You know, I think, you know, obviously heading into Daytona this weekend, you know, still I think a lot of people are remiss to the fact there was no practice, you know, before qualifying for the for the Daytona 500, which I think to a lot of people is crazy. Uh,
0: is, still, is it uh, me, dude? Is it me, dude? Or is it? is it worthy it, has NASCAR gotten away from completely practice at all? Like it, it, I know it's a mantra. There's a meme for, for freak's sakes about it, about practice, but I think the, a lot of the stuff that's going out with this new car or alludes to it with this new car could be kind of avoided and tested out. If they actually gave these guys a good amount of practice every week, you know, they're they're barely getting what an hour of track time a week. Is that what's kind of what's going on? Yeah, I
1: mean this, you know, this weekend. I know be it's Daytona, kind of but come a, on, dude. Kind of a more conventional weekend, but the, you know, there will be there will be two practices, both Friday and then uh, then one on Saturday, both fifty minute practices. But in terms of the amount of track time, I mean, obviously, significantly less than what it used to be.
0: And I, and I used think, you used know, to have guys? You used to have Chris. You used to have guys. They would qualify. On, I think it was on Saturday or Sunday before the the five hundred. They would go home from Monday to Thursday, come back due to Gatorade one twenty fives, the dual races, and then be ready for the five hundred. Like yeah, no, this the speed weeks. This few weeks, in my opinion, have become watered down, dude. Like it's and it, okay. Here here's another thing. So, mind you, you can spare me five minutes here on this soapbox. But the Clash should never, ever, ever, ever move west of the damn Mississippi. Fucking morons. Put everything back at Daytona. Have everybody that's ever hit a poll winner for that f- previous year qualify for the Clash at Daytona. And move on with your life. And there's no previous winner bullshit. It's just the only way you get in is by being a poll winner from the previous year. This is ridiculous, dude. That that clash sucked, dude. I, a drunken monkey driving around the f- fucking a football would be better than watching what we watched at the clash. Just it was terrible. Just Let's know how you terrible. really feel. <laughs> Just fucking terrible.
1: Well, I th- I think you're going to get your your wish that it's no longer going to be at the L.A. Coliseum, but unfortunately, we don't know what the future holds for that event. I don't think anyone in the sport. I mean, maybe the folks way up above no but for now nobody really has an idea of what the future might look like for the for the clash obviously we think it's not going anywhere you know it's obviously it's a you know i
0: I think chris i think it got watered down completely for the last i don't know 20 years because they allowed every past winner of the previous race to get in Yeah, and then you had you know same thing with the All Star race every year. Like it's the same watered down shit every year. It's like, what, what's the point? What if you're an owner of a race team? What's the incentive to do the clash? Oh, you want to wreck race car? Cool. You want to drive three thousand miles on a rig, and then your team unload and drive for about four hours and get on a private plane to drive a four hour flight back? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, at least yeah. with Daytona, the guys had an excuse to do it because it was good on-track time, right? It was a wait. It, I mean, hypothetically, no, it wasn't a waste of time. But, like, there's it, it just – I don't know, man. Like, I, I just – that was mind-bogglingly stupid. Then, uh, listen, I can't predict Mother Nature, Chris. I don't think anyone can. Mother Nature is undefeated. But at the same time, you, you literally push up the race – what was it Saturday night, yeah, it was Saturday night, yeah, Saturday yeah. night, so originally that was the day that the was the the supposed to be the supposed to be the heat races right that that was the thing. the, yep. the yep. original All schedule was that. yeah yep. yeah, that was the original schedule, so then you go, oh fuck it. it's it's raining a shit ton in California, which yeah, global warming my ass you liberals and, and you really just go, okay, we're gonna try to get this sucker in. I don't know about you, man, but that track I just. You you probably could have put that anywhere else, and I think it would have been a better product. But I just I think the the format is isn't the issue. It's how do you qualify? To me, it should be just poll winners. Whoever whoever won a poll, because being on a poll, by the way, used to be an awesome event. And You are the one of the best qualifiers of the weekend. Okay, if it rains out, well, guess what? No poll winner. Shocking. It's amazing how, you know, not everybody needs to get a trophy every day. But, you know, only poll winners of legitimate qualifying sessions will qualify. That's just what I hypoth- you know hypothetically think about this. Dale Jr. talks about it. I don't think he had a bad idea. And I, I just, dude, that's my soapbox for five minutes because it's just ridiculous. Like, you, you watered down the product because now there's no excitement. There's no storylines leading into this race at all. None. That's true. There is nothing for the media to talk about for two fucking weeks, not even longer than that, because the clash ultimately sucked. And you have, okay, Danny Hammond. Ooh, shocking. You won the clash. He's already a rich motherfucker. You know, like, come on. Like, congratulations, whatever. Move on. Next thing. Right. But still, very, very just way to start an NASCAR season is to piss off your fan base. There you go. <laughs> supposedly going into this race though, Chris, it's kind of important, I guess for Daytona fans, I guess there's some new R and D changes between Chevy and I believe Ford and Toyota. So do you, do you want to get into any of that? Or you want to I mean, let I it mean, that be a mystery?
1: Obviously, you know, looking towards obviously 20 or looking towards this season, you know, both Ford and Chevy have brand new cars that they will be racing. The new Ford Mustang Dark Horse is Ford's new newest vehicle and then Toyota has a new version of the of the Camry. So the only make that's not does not have a brand new vehicle is, is Chevrolet. And this Camaro. Yep. You know, <laughs> this is the this is actually the final model year of the of the Camaro. So nobody really knows obviously what that they what they will be racing in 2025, but at least for 2024 they will be running the same car that they've run that they ran last year so you know we'll be interesting to see what happens from uh you know from from a, a performance perspective and a balance perspective i think you know make no mistake about it, i think the fords felt like they were definitely behind you know granted obviously ford swept all three championships last year but they certainly felt like they were behind you know as it came to you know some of the aero stuff last year especially on the on the the mile and a halfs and tracks like that so you know the Fords tend to always be pretty good on the on the superspeedway type tracks. So Daytona, Talladega, and you also throw in Atlanta too, with it being a a, a drafting type track. So mm-hmm. you know, so it'll be interesting to see. I think you know we we really won't kind of get an idea. I think through the first couple of races, obviously Daytona being a a drafting race, and Atlanta as a drafting race. So when we get to <clears throat> excuse me, when we get to Vegas here in a couple of weeks, I think that's going to be where we'll kind of see where the Fords and even and the Toyotas stack up in terms of their new you know their new vehicles
0: so chris what you're telling me is the first two weeks of the season are pretty much snooze fests is what you're saying
1: no i mean i think it's just you know from <laughs> the perspective of it's you know you're just not you know it it's it's hard to it's hard to to really you know when when it, when the draft plays such a big factor i think it obviously can cover up a lot of deficiencies that you know a car or a team may have you know when they're just in in the dra- in the draft you know with other guys so i think once we get to a track where You know, arrow and and grip and stuff like that plays more of a factor you know in you know excuse me in vegas i think that'll that'll uh you know that we'll we'll definitely see what where that goes
0: and and i think you're alluding to what we in this world of sports watching like to known as daytona is literally the biggest crapshoot other than las vegas so it it really is the most you you want to roll the dice and see what the hell happens and stick 42 cards or 43 cars in close spaces and expect professionals to stay nice and tame for 200 laps. That's kind of what doesn't happen. Daytona, Daytona literally, it can be a boring race, especially if it's not pack racing and it's just tandems or they, the race that has evolved over the last, you know, 10 or so years. But I think no, it's I'm back sorry. to the old ways, huh?
1: No, absolutely No, i was agreeing yeah. with you
0: for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say the nowadays, I think it's back to the old method of Daytona, where it's packed out, and it's it's it, it. A lot of guys will, as they call, pull the pin. They give up. They they drop to the back. There's guys that are very aggressive in the beginning. It's just a matter of what people's preferences are, and I think this year's Daytona 500 to me is it's really like i said it's a you roll the dice you flip a coin and you can pretty much if you want to pick anyone you really can pick anybody to win these races because that's how plate restricted plate racing works It, it even levels the playing field for everybody and universally across the board Daytona is and always will be a fandom that is just paramount to racing. It is I know a lot of like casual NASCAR fans may not enjoy this race. That's perfectly fine. You will enjoy it though. If you want to go watch the start of the race and then miss out with the first hour and a half, that's completely fine. You may not miss much. But then you tune in for the last forty laps of that race and then you kinda know who the rest the best of the best are and what you they're they're coming to watch. That's the that's the name of the game. If you're a NASCAR fan, it really is the dual races. Chris, I think we can kind of universally. I mean, we can try to pick our our. They haven't, they haven't. They haven't. They even picked which who's in which one yet.
1: Yeah, I guess I know we talked about for the show pick picking who's going to win the duels. I think <laughs> I kind of jumped the gun on that because obviously we're not going to know the lineups until uh, until qualifying on 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 Wednesday night. We're actually we're, tape, we're taping this tonight before qualifying, so yeah so probably probably need to pump the brakes on that one you know but i think we can also say there's there's 42 cars that are on the entry list
0: yeah i just pulled up the entry list
1: now here for 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 the 500 and obviously 40 and 40 cars will start so
0: so that's a bunch of crap too you know let those guys put 42 cars out there again you know we haven't had a 42 car feel since when like it was
1: what? Well, I, mean, I think they they reduced the fields. I think back in like 2015 or 2016 from yeah, 43 bullshit. To, to 40. Bullshit. bullshit. So, you know, and then obviously th- you know they, they consider 36 cars a full field. You know, that, that's the number of charters that are that are Boo. available.
0: Boo. Okay. Yeah, Here, here's my thing. What, it's Daytona. Okay. Let Let's be Let's be real. There's about 10 driving parks. Okay, maybe seven. Let's go with seven. About seven driving parks. There's two guys that don't have chargers. We're the three teams that don't have chargers now. I think it's three teams that don't have chargers. So here's my thing. What's wrong with having 42 or 43 on the biggest race of the year? Is there any legitimacy reason why not? There's no safety. Hell, you can't argue safety. <laughs> it's Daytona. They don't Yeah, <laughs> I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean it's hard to say why they've, you know. I mean that was you We're know. not
0: at Talladega, so Ryan Ryan Newman may be upright on all four wheels if he raced. Just
1: saying the the challenge I think is obviously, you know, you know, we don't, we just don't, you know, obviously it's just, it's just changed now with the, with the, with the business model, you know, it's it's really changed over the last few years going from with the charter system. and stuff. Are are you
0: saying we're turning into formula one now? We don't want too many drivers in there so we can ruin the prize pool.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we start splitting them, you know, (laughs) you start splitting the money, you know, 36, 37 ways. I mean, there's, you know, and, and again, I, I don't know the, the the dollars and cents figures that it go into running a a cup team, but uh, but obviously many owners have said that the that the the you know it's very very difficult to justify running a to run a a car without a without a charter in the cup series. So
0: so for um, everyone keeping track at home and on your te- television sets here and on your news feeds, I'm talking about the Andretti situation of not being allowed to race in formula one because huh, whatever that's what i was basically alluding to it's it's become a downright disgrace if you ask me that's why i don't watch formula one anymore well i mean to me competition breeds more competition and I, formula one you want to talk about a snooze fest yeah watch a formula one race pretty snoozy nascar is an american motorsports my friend it is a It's a tradition. So, just like Daytona is a tradition, it's one of the crown jewels of NASCAR. When you become a Daytona 500 champion, your name is etched in history forever. Also, this race has some synonymous black clouds over it. Obviously, this is the race where Dale Earnhardt Sr. passed away in 2001. So, this track does have some history that pretty much keeps into NASCAR history. And will we see a new new winner will we see the same i don't know 10 names who knows chris yeah it's
1: hard it's hard to say i mean obviously anything can happen and in a race like this i mean you look at the last couple winners of the event you know ricky stenhouse jr last year austin Sindrick the year before michael mcdowell you know in 2021 i mean it's it's you know the surprise is there you know there is no you know surprises have 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 happened in this event quite a bit over the years so you know but then you look guys like denny hamlin who's a three-time winner you know guys like kyle bush ryan blaney who are still without a daytona 500 crown it's uh it, you know this event this event you gotta you know it's there's a lot of obviously you gotta have a fast race car but you also you know in a way have to have have some luck there at the end especially once the once the you know once the you know the, the gloves come off and and things really start to get crazy up front there late in the race. It's you know there there is definitely a little bit of luck that goes into to staying you know staying in the staying in uh, with a chance to win.
0: I will say that like I told all the fans a little while ago, you can pretty much you know watch the beginning of the race first five ten laps, come back with the last forty laps to go, and and be enjoying and be entertained. It just really depends on your fandom. I like to enjoy all 200 laps, just what I like to do. But I I think you preclude it to some of the names that are kind of expected to win, and some that are kind of like, hey, who's that guy? And then you got the ones that are like, hey, that's Danica Patrick's ex-boyfriend from like 10 years ago. That won finally at the Daytona 500 after I don't know how many times wrecking. Most aggressive plate racer of all time is Ricky Stenhouse. Most most aggressive guy always up there in the top ten with about forty laps to go, usually, and then something stupid happens, or maybe he's there at the end. It's a crapshoot. That's what Daytona is. That's what Daytona always will be. Is a crapshoot. Do we want to? We want to go with our winners, or you want anything? Anything else on your mind? Any bones to pick there, Chris? Anything? No.
1: No, I All think right. I think we're I think we've tried call we've this the Geico
0: it. Geico Insurance 7200 or what do mean?
1: <laughs> uh, I, think we've co- I think we've covered everything man I think yeah I think going maybe picking who we think will will be hoisting the Harley J Earl trophy well weather's not looking so good for for Sunday so you know barring you know hopefully raising the Harley J Earl trophy on Sunday and hopefully not Monday you know for for this race
0: Oh, so there's, you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs>
1: well, there's a chance of rain.
0: Oh, there's always a chance of rain. It's Daytona. Yeah. If you want to talk about Florida weather, just wait. Look at the other side of the street. It might be raining on your side of the street, but if you walk across the street, it may not be raining. Yep. It's like how it is in Texas, by the way. Just wait 30 minutes. You might actually warm up about 20 degrees. But Exactly. it, it is a magical experience. So by the way, our uh, hearts and prayers, our t- Q's and, T's and P's go to... All the ones in Northeast right now getting snow palooza on right now, you know. But that being said, the pick of Daytona, I-, I personally, Chris, cannot fathom a Ford not winning this race. Okay. I think Blaney has won Talladega after many follow up and, you know, second place finishes. You know, there, heck, we, he is synonymous with almost winning the race that Ryan Newman literally slid up on the hill. There's many events that go around the bush. But I think, uh, definitely a Ford. I think someone out of the Penske organization might win. And and not to sound like a complete fanboy, would it be awesome to start the storylines of the year to having the the champion of the previous year win the race? Absolutely. Then I might be calling the NASCAR season rigged, but not going to do that. To me, it's – there were so many – in the last few years, Chris, there's also been so many winners that you always kind of have the underdog story. And and I'm going to go – I'm going to go with Josh Berry. Mm. I'm going to go Josh Berry. And the reason why I'm going with Josh Berry is if any other team in the Ford camp needs a shot in the arm, it is Stuart Haas racing. They need something. They really do. They need something good to fall their way to start the year. And I think Josh Berry will surprise people. I understand that it might be the storyline talking conversation about Josh Berry. Anyone keeping track at home, Josh Berry, former junior motorsports driver. What driven? How many seasons in the Xfinity level? Multiple, multiple short track. He's a, he's a, he's, I call him a short track savant, definitely a short track. So this, yep. this, this kind of style of track is definitely not what most people remember him for, but he's raised here before. He's not some stooge. It, 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 I'm not saying I'm going against team Penske here, but I'm going for like a dark horse underdog pick. No pun intended. Yeah. 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 Well, Josh, then. Josh, Yeah, nice job. I know. I that's I try very well. I try. At least someone has to. Hell, I could even go Corey LaJoy to make you feel better. Okay, if Trump is on his car, we're all gonna win something good. I think the over under on that's like good times. Oh, actually, I forgot NASCAR has a wall and a rule now. We can't do that anymore. But you know, because NASCAR has to water down everything. So Josh Berry is my pick, and my I would say my backup pick if I have to do a backup pick. Would be the last year's champion, Mr. Ryan Blaney. Those are my two picks. I see a Ford winning this race. I'm sorry, Chevy, but you can't push a pusher. You can't draft well, and the Toyota is just boo Toyota. Okay, I'm not a Toyota fan, so no, 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 Joe Gibbs, Mm-mm. nope, Mm-mm. and uh, that'll be a hell now nah to the non for 2311 Racing. So. Especially that kid, that young kid in the car. Oh yeah, trying to remember his name now. The young kid, the 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 grandson of the uh, the Joe Gibbs. Oh yes. Hmm. hmm. Huh. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. The silver spoon in the mouth. Yes. Not choosing him either. Not doing that. So and hopefully not picking the owner either. Not doing that. So I'm leaving it up to you, bud. Let your picks go here. You know. Let you, Who do you think?
1: Yeah. No. I. I actually. That's a good pick with uh with Josh Berry. I, I think I'm going to stick in the Ford camp too, and I'm I'm going to pick a former Penske driver who I think you know has has put himself in position numerous times to win, has not won since he left Penske at the end of 2021. And I think, I think he'll finally break through and 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 win the Daytona 500 and get back to victory lane. I'm going to pick Brad Keselowski. You know Brad is synonymously one of the best plate. Like, it's not restrictor play racing anymore, but super speedway mm-hmm. racers in NASCAR. Uh, you know, he's a six-time winner at Talladega. Has has you know has run up front, ran up front in last year's 500 and the 500 before that. Nearly won last year at Atlanta. You know, pushed his teammate Chris Busher to the win in the in the in the August race last year. At some point Brad is gonna is gonna have to push through. And I, I think I think this Sunday or or whenever we get the race in, Brad Kozlowski will become a Daytona five hundred champion. So he'll he's my he's my top pick to win the five hundred. I think for a back for a backup driver, I'm gonna pick I think I'm also gonna stick in the Ford camp. I think the Fords have just proven to be really, really good on on the super speedway tracks. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I, I'm not going to pick last year's Cup champion. I'm actually going to pick the champ from the year before that. I'm going to pick Joey Logano as the backup. Yeah, to, yeah. Uh, to win,
0: he is the, he's meme. He's meme worthy. You know, he if you saw Chris, I tell you, Joey Logano can block the dude. He ain't block. He no one's passing him at that track, dude. Yeah, yeah. there's there's a See, meme you know, people, for a reason of him.
1: <laughs> you know, people forget too. Last year in the 500, I mean, you know, if the caution didn't come out, Joey was going to pass ricky stenhouse back for the for the lead there so mm-hmm. you know so it, it you know i think again a lot can happen over 500 you know sometimes 500 plus miles but i think you know i think i think when it comes down to it for the most part not you know i, not, I have to take this back because obviously austin Cindric win the 500 two years ago but you know experience sometimes plays a factor and i think that there are guys who you know are really really good at in the draft and i and i think that Go, those are my those are my two picks, but I, I do think for sure that that the uh, blue oval is gonna is gonna is gonna be in Victory Lane in the Daytona 500.
0: Now not to be remiss here and we made our picks here and I really genuinely want people to understand this that there is two newcomers to this season of racing that I'm more interested in seeing seeing how they do in a cup car and that's Zane Smith and Co- Carson Hosevar very interesting and very intriguing how they perform here. You got the old man, Jimmy Johnson in the car again. Hopefully he doesn't wreck the whole field again. Yeah, I went there. Sorry about it. Jimmy's oh. got well,
1: first Jimmy's got to make the race. I mean, that's what Jimmy's got to make the race cuz he's not locked in. So he's, you know, and I I don't and I don't believe he's el- he's not eligible for the there is no past champions provisional, so Jimmy's got to get the number eighty-four car locked into uh, to the five hundred first before we can even think about what he might do during the race.
0: Yeah, don't be a little bummed out if he just stayed. He just went home, you know. Just don't, because I mean, listen. I, I think legitimately that man should. If he's a, he's the winningest Cup champion in the modern era. So why doesn't he just get in his car every week and try to make the race on qualifying? If he's the best of the best, let him get in the car every week. And qualify based on time, but he doesn't want to do that because his, his contract doesn't let him do that. But I mean, Chris, I think the Daytona 500. I knowingly there's some other guys in there that could very well shake this whole field up that are rookies. And I know Josh Berry was my pick. It's very different nowadays in the world of NASCAR when you see some of the names on here going, "Yeah, I could see him up front," or "No, nah, I can't see him up front." Maybe not. There's guys up here that. You, you're like, for example, John Hunter Nemechek. Most pro- there's some pedigrees in this race and names that are just they're going to surprise you this year. Am I surprised? Not at all. hosavar Zane Smith, Hunter Nemechek. You got Ryan Priest in here. You got guys in here that really have nothing to lose other than just to win a race. Makes it intriguing. Makes it fun. Also, you got a past champion that wants to win the 500. You also have guys that have won the 500 that want to repeat. It's going to be an interesting week weekend. Hopefully, it doesn't rain. Knock on wood. And we actually get it in on Sunday. Because some people have lives and have things to take care of on Monday. So, appreciate you joining me, Chris. We hopefully we have a good weekend. By the way, the NFL is rigged. Yep, that's right. I said it and hopefully NASCAR is not the same but hopefully everyone has a good weekend enjoys the 500 unlike this past weekend everyone have a good weekend have a good week chris thanks for joining me buddy we're out sir sure.